this is Wheeler, you know, from Joe's Moving Company. I don't know uh, who D thought was helping move, but this is Wheeler. So anyway, I, I just had a real quick story to share about about D Simon when I was moving some of his stuff. Uh, I dropped a box, and all these like dreidel-shaped butt plugs fell out, and there was like a a menorah-looking thing, but instead of candles or oil, you like there was dildos and stuff. So, dude, this D Simon guy's fucking pervert. Later, you sick fuck. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. I'm ready to podcast. What's up, Wackerly? You're like ready just... Podcrafting is your business, and business is good. You can tell. This week it's good. Yeah, no, compared to last week when you just showed up unshaven and unkempt and haggard from like two nights of drinking, it's like now you just seem like you're ready to go. You got a suit on, you're you're in the right mindset for podcrafting. Wash my face. (laughs) (laughs) Have this positive demeanor. That's good. Okay, I'm ready too. How how many times a day are you supposed to wash your face? Twice, right? I think so. I don't know. I don't want to over I don't want to over or underwash it. How often are you supposed to shower in a week? That's a better question. Probably at least five days. I notice being a single man that uh, lives on his own. Yeah. Maybe every other day. Some, especially because I work from home. Sometimes I'll forget and then I'll wake up and I'll, I'll just be like, God, I just smell. Just, just, I mean, it's not even like a, just a body odor smell. It's just like a dirty chutney smell coming from my crotch. I don't even know how other words to describe it. It smells like chutney to me. Or sometimes the clothes smell because you haven't changed. Like sometimes I'll shower, but I'll just put the same clothes on. That's a very single guy thing to do. I do that a lot. I also, another thing too, is you just don't change your sheets very often. You're supposed but, to change your sheets? <laughs> but that, that's something women do. Women do that like every week. It's like, you know, we got to change our sheets so we can smell like flowers and perfume. <laughs> Whereas like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, how, many, how many sheets are you supposed to have? I have, I have one. one. I have one <laughs> fitted sheet, and that's it. And it's the sheet that's been on my bed for months until it's just too crusty to sleep on anymore. And then well, I, have I wash, to wash it, it. I wash it when it get when I have like a really bad night of drunk sweats. That's probably a good idea. That's the only time. How many hot dogs are you? How many microwaved hot dogs are you supposed to eat in a week? I think that's unlimited. That's you well, know, what's the indefinite. upper limit. <laughs> Because I did have one before the show. So if I have to leave really quickly, please excuse my... I love how you always have these diarrhea disclaimers. Like every week it's a diarrhea disclaimer. I always disclaimer. have one. <laughs> I'm, the one. I'm the one who should be offering a disclaimer because I got wasted last night. I went to really? uh, the premiere. This is funny. This is why living in Los Angeles is kind of entertaining. Even though there's so much that sucks about it. Mm-hmm. There's this type of stuff, this type of activity that's actually kind of funny. A friend of mine invited me to the premiere of Star Wars Triple X. 
which was in Hollywood. They, you know, the, not to be confused with the new 3D releases. This is a, a porno, I take it. Yeah, although it would have been cool if this was in 3D. Probably would have been more entertaining. But you know, you know you how they seeing giant cocks come at your head. Well, you know how in recent years, like just recently, I don't know if it's Vivid or whatever porn company um, that that produces these movies, but they make triple X versions. Like they make Simpsons triple X, and uh, I think they did the X Men triple X. You think that's a recent phenomenon or just the level of quality that they use is recent? Well, they used to do porn parodies back in the day. Like some of my favorite porn movies, you know, in the early 90s, late 80s were um, like Edward Penis Hands. Remember that? Yeah. Um, Flatliners or Fatliners. It was Fatliners. It was the <laughs> porno line, version of the movie Flatliners. Flatliners the actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, Julia Roberts was hot in that. Could have been porn. But that in was fat before liners, everybody realized that Julia Roberts sucks shit out of a giant, deformed elephant's ass. It would have been great she's, if she was in Fatliners, though. But she's, she's too skinny. Fat, though, so. Yeah, she's too skinny. But but they had skinny well, women fucking cut. fat guys. And then they were oh. all fatline. Mm. I think that's what it was called. <laughs> um, there was Splatman, which was Batman, but he had a big cum stain on his chest insignia instead of a bat. Was, he was that Splatman. a gay porn? No, it was it was just this. I, I just remember it was a porn version, like in the '90s, of Batman, but he's called Splatman, and he uh, would just I didn't like see that one. Oh, it's good. It's it's pretty. It's definitely something you should. After Why the show, does he have come on search. his chest though? If it, if it's not a gay porn, no, it's his insignia. Like he's Splatman. So if they want to call Splatman, they show this cum shot up in the air, like in the it's like project a cum shot. That's his right. insignia. He's a cum shot. But it's his insignia, but so his insignia is on his chest, like he has a big cum stain on his chest. Like he was blowing some guy, and then the cum, like, splatted on his chest. Yeah, I'd like to see you say that to his face. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not on his cape. (laughs) What did you call me? (laughs) It's probably Alfred probably splatted all over him. That kind of thing, like an older man, younger dude, sort sort of gay porn. It probably is. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that uh, there probably is a gay porn version of Splatman. I, I wonder if like every porn, gay porn, is should be called Splatman. Right. Makes sense. No, but so recently, I, I wouldn't want to walk around with a, a cum stain on my chest. People get the wrong idea. Yeah, um, like I'm, I am right now getting the wrong idea. My brother doesn't mind doing that. So no. recently, these porn studios have been producing these triple X versions. These are kind of like big budget porn. Like they did um, a couple of years ago, they did the Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's called Pirates something, Triple X. And I remember I that one, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been doing this. So they just recently did the Star Wars send-up, which I was surprised that they'd be able to do this movie because isn't George Lucas like notorious for just stringently holding on to his, his, his progeny, you know, his creation? He doesn't like people to, to bastardize yeah. it. He also seems kind of like an uptight asshole who wouldn't be into porn, like you know. I'm just surprised. What like do, do they have to re- obtain rights to do a parody? We were there. Why didn't you ask somebody? I don't yeah, know. You know. Who am I going to go? I guess the the, the director was there. But so anyway, and then <laughs> you'd be the guy. Short. You'd be the guy who you know, some really hot porn star with her tits out would be coming. You'd be talking to her, and instead of you know trying to shag her, you'd be asking her about like, well, what about the copyright issues surrounding <laughs> the Star Wars franchise? How did you get a? And she'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> well, so my friend Lenore Claire, I don't know how she knows like one of the producers, she knows a lot of people. So she was invited to this premiere 
And she calls me up. She's like, you want to go check this out? It's going to be kind of funny. So I was like, all right, why not? It'd probably be lots of hot porn stars there. Be kind mm-hmm. of funny. It was at some place called the Supper Club. So first Hollywood. of all, though, you're in the friend zone with this Lenora chick. You're not. Yeah, she's a, she's a good friend of mine. She's been on the show a few times. Oh, has um, Anyway, so this was at the Supper Club in uh, Hollywood, one of those just insipid clubs that you would never go to. I, I kind of avoid that whole area, that whole street, like the plague. It's, just, it's kind of like AIDS Hollywood to me. Hollywood Boulevard? Ah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It can, be, it can be fun if you're in the right mood. There, there are maybe a couple bars that are okay, but I, I swear to God, like this at this club that we went to for this Star Wars thing, I bought a Grey Goose soda for that uh, penthouse chick that Lenore's friends with. That cost eighteen dollars for one drink. Eighteen dollars. <laughs> I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Did you get a reach around for that or nothing? I don't even think uh, she said thank uh, you. I was like, "All right, well, whatever." But eighteen bucks gotta, a drink is a lot you of money. Water the plant, right? You know? Well, that, that's the thing. It's like all these clubs just cater to like you know dudes that want to spend a lot of money on hot chicks. So, so that the place itself, like, but by, by the time we got there, and I was kind of disappointed with this. By the time Lenore was ready to go to the uh, the, the premiere, by the time then we showed up, it was the final scene of the movie when they were being like given the wreaths and crowned for their efforts. So we missed wow, the whole you missed movie. Everything we missed the entire thing. I guess there was a red carpet. Then they showed the movie, and everyone kind of sat there and watched it, which is kind of weird that you watch a movie in a big room with you know, porn with a bunch of other people. But I guess these yeah, are all I did porn that stars once at college. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Debbie does Dallas. I think I was at they that. Were, yeah, they were sort of like showing it as a cultural artifact, but really we were just in a big dark room with a bunch of dudes watching porn. It's it's, it's just kind of weird. But the whole place was, but this whole like porn premiere was just sort of creepy. The whole scene is, that whole scene is creepy. Like porn stars themselves kind of look like alien creatures, just these they're, I mean, they're somewhat beautiful, but they're also just plastic, like manufactured with big, massive tits that are four times the size of, that they should be. <laughs> and then there's like those, the dudes that are, you know, just the dude, because a dude's shelf life in porn, I mean, if you can perform in porn, you'll last a lot longer than a chick. I think a chick Cause is you, what? Because people don't mind seeing an older guy in porn, but nobody really, I mean, outside of grandma porn or what, you know, strange niches. Nobody wants to see sort of a 37-year-old porn star, right? Well, I think it's also Girl, rare. woman, female. Or not rare, but it's not as common for a guy who's like, can perform, you know, come on command, perform under all the, you know, with all these people watching him. He's just, he, you know, he's he's good at, uh, his skill is fucking. Whereas a woman just has to sit there, basically. Lube up. Stick anything yeah. in there. You know True. I mean? As long as she's hot, True. she can be a porn star. But she only lasts like five or six years. So you see all these guys that are like, in their 30s, but they've had so much Botox that their face doesn't move, and they're like fake tan creatures with like kind of look like Tommy Lee with just yeah. shitty tattoos. So there are lots of those. And my Muscles. favorite are the dudes that work hunks, baby, basically, right? They're hunks. You're hunks, <laughs> a, hunkish dudes. A yeah, hunk. there are a lot of that. Um, uh, they, they, my favorite are the guys that work like as grips or sound dudes. And in in behind the scenes in the porno, so there's like these fat, like troglodyte dudes with beards. They're just kind of sitting there, just looking creepy. They're the like prototypical Wheeler, right? Wheeler's the grip. He's the guy that's <laughs> holding the microphone. Most Wheeler, if you name your kid Wheeler when he's born, there's like a 75% chance he's going to be in that profession. He'll be doing something. Maybe he'll be just like the production assistant at the porn. 
Maybe he'll be a director. Mo- mostly, no. Mo- Probably Wheeler's not, mo- yeah. Wheeler's mostly the manual labor end of things, right? Yeah. Director, is, a li- director is reaching for your typical Wheeler. You know, the, the director of this movie is named Axel Braun. That's like a good director <laughs> name. Poor director. Sure. Like, sure. Well, what else is that guy directing? Was he, but, was he German? I don't know. He just looked like a douche like all the other guys that are there that just mm-hmm. kind of hang out. And then, you know, it's like all the porn stars... At first, it's you know people are just kind of sitting around drinking, and then after the movie was done, it became like just a kind of a club playing this like horrible techno music, which is the same song over and over again. And were then there any finger foods? Uh, they didn't have any food there, mm. which would have been kind of gross. But they did have a bouncy castle that was just filled with herpes. I don't, I don't know. See, if it's filled with the herpes, problem but. with that is those bouncy castles get rented, and so if this was a Friday night that you did this, you know, some kid's birthday parties on a Saturday and it's not like the bouncy castle company is going to wash the thing out or sterilize it in any way, shape or form before it gets to the little kid's birthday party. You know, so I feel just bouncing around with all the, the STDs. I mean, they might have, well, they might as well have just taken those little kids toothbrushes and shoved them up their vaginas <laughs> because those kids are going to be covered in herpes. <laughs> like the next day, that's what they got. That's what little Timmy got for his nine year old birthday party. Herpes. This is why my child will never have a bouncy castle. At any yeah, I never. I always like at first I was like, "Wow, they have a bouncy castle." Then I was thinking, it's probably not a good idea to have a bouncy castle at a bar. <laughs> I mean, just, just I mean, if you think about the opportunity for fights, a, b, injury, yeah. I mean, it seems like it'd be kind of high. That's why, like, I always wondered, why don't they have a roller rink that serves alcohol? Because it'd be very dangerous. <laughs> right. I've always, I mean, one thing that they do have that I always wonder about is the swim up bar. Like, that's a bad idea. That's a, it's another bar. thing that's just like accident waiting to happen. But so, you anyway. Know, my the, my the, birthday's coming up, and you know what I do want? I don't want the uh, bouncy castle, but I would like one of those tube dudes. What's a tube dude? The tube dude. <laughs> Like the bouncy castle that you have to plug in and the, like the big annoying fan blows air into it, the tube dude works on the same principle that air flows through the tube and he's a dude and he like flops around and, oh, looks like and he he's does dancing. that flopping dance. I don't want any presents for my birthday and I, I don't even want people to RSVP like I'm going to go to a bar, but I would like people to pool their money and get me a tube dude. It's a damn fun idea. Are you just going to have them in the front yard to attract people to your party? Or are you going to have them in the backyard just for your own amusement? Front yard. It's <laughs> a good idea. I'm up on the tube dude in the backyard where people can't see how awesome I am that I have a tube dude. That would be pretty cool. Are you going to have them hold a sign that's like, wackily happy birthday? Tube dudes do not hold signs. They're, they're dancing. They can't dance and hold a sign. The sign maybe leans up against the base yeah, of the tube Yeah, maybe lean at the dude. base of the tube dude. Huh. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. It's the best idea. Maybe get, I mean, the best birthday party ever. Bouncy Castle might work too. No. Tube (laughs) Dude. Actually, you know what? I think you should just scratch all those other ideas. Don't you understand? I think you should scratch all the other ideas and just get a bunch of porn stars. Hmm. One porn star. Then I don't want anybody to come over. (laughs) That will happen in the back. So so the whole scene was just kind of transparent and weird. And I don't know. I mean, it was kind of funny to to watch that. The the main reason we were there is because Lenora is a good friend that I guess she Lenora books a lot of cast for reality shows. And one of her friends is being cast in some reality show about a bunch of nerds, like a big brother version of nerds. 
but with a hot like nerdy porn chick in the house like as That's a wild happened card before like geeks and chicks or something what was it called or freaks not freaks and geeks it was a tv was show the, yeah but the, i think this show's already been through one round because i remember beauty and the geek that's what it was called yeah i mean maybe yeah maybe this is like a different version of it or something okay but, sure yeah or so, like a second season you know well it's funny because this girl that uh is is on it she's like this penthouse chick and she said she actually was was totally into coming on sick and wrong so i might have her as a guest sometime in the near future but we we're talking to her and she's i guess i mean she professes to be a nerd which I find hard to believe that a, a, a beautiful woman that does porn can actually be a nerd. Everybody wants to claim nerddom these days. It's, it's, it's this some... geek chic trend. That's what it is. Yes. It's chic to be a geek. I mean, it, it really, it, it really isn't. If it's if it's chic and cool, it's kind of it's outside of the realm of nerddom. You know, I mean. That's the whole definition of a nerd. That's what I'm saying. It's paradoxical that that right. you could be like, "Well, I'm hot, and it's cool to be, and it's hip to be a geek." And it's like, no, it's not. Part of being like, a geek or a nerd is being a social pariah. Exactly, and that, that's that, well, so. It's funny to me. Like I was talking to her about she. I guess she she listens to the Game of Thrones books on audio, and okay. uh, she's really into. I think it's Call of Duty, the new one, yeah, video game. And uh, we're we're chatting about video games. We're chatting about Star Wars characters, and uh, and and then she walks over and she was like with a bunch of her porn star friends. And I was talking to my friend Lenora, and Lenora's like, "God, isn't she really nerdy?" And I was like, "You know, she is somewhat nerdy. She definitely has these, you know, things that she likes that I guess nerds also Rel- like." Relative however, to other porn stars, she may be nerdy. Well, I was like, however, if she really was a nerd, she wouldn't be doing that. And then you look over, there she is, like, full-on making out with this other porn star. Their tits are out, and there's another one mm. there. And I was like, nerds don't do that. You know, do, do nerds no. have fake tits and make out with each other? A nerd would never make out with anybody in public, I think, right? But let alone three hot chicks <laughs> making... I was like... And, and so then like in, your, th- in, your, in your archetypical 80s, you know genre film where there's a nerd at the end of the movie he may make out with with the captain of the cheerleading squad but that is his transformative moment when he's no longer a nerd but in his day-to-day life i don't think the nerd gets to uh yeah like shag all these hot chicks all the time no unless he's really wealthy and and you and he's and the nerd is socially awkward enough that you know he's horrified at the thought of even going up he or she, I guess, you know, going up and just with reckless abandon to start making out with another, uh, you know, naked woman. You would think setting. you would think, I mean, being somewhat nerdy yourself, that you would like this geek chic thing, because if it's in vogue to fuck a geek or give blowjobs to geeky looking dudes, then wouldn't you be getting more ass? No, because you're misunderstanding. <laughs> you're misunderstanding the, the, the whole uh, phenomenon. The real nerds aren't all of a sudden cool. The people who aren't nerds are stealing our shit, and they're still, they were cool before, and now they're pretending to be nerds. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden, all the nerds are getting laid. Yeah, and and that's, I think, I guess therein lies the rub about all this. Yeah, when when you see a girl on Facebook and she says, or OkCupid, like, I love nerdy dudes, 
I mean, dollars to donuts the next week, you're going to see her with some super like thin emo hipster kid, but he's going to have glasses on like that's her nerd. And, you know, he has an ironic T-shirt that has Super Mario on it. But really, he's But like, I say to him, how many hours have you played StarCraft? <laughs> have you ever lost three weeks to a video game and never talked to anybody? <laughs> and then I'll get punched in the face. No, it's true, though. I mean, uh, it's, it seems like now it's like you get these like emo guys. All they do is add like horn room glasses. You know, maybe we're that, like that, that's uh, been around for a while. A it's gotta have some... Yes, exactly. You know, and, it, and it's just all of a sudden you're geek chic. Like that, like your your buddy over at the Nerdist. He's not my buddy. <laughs> he's the king of the he's the king of the faux nerds. That guy. <laughs> he wasn't at the uh, the porn premiere party. It's funny that people that are actually in the the legitimate Hollywood scene, like real actors, steer as far clear from these porn events as possible. They don't want to be photographed with any porn people. They don't want to be associated with it, unless you're like Charlie Sheen. So I didn't see He's any any guy. actual celebrities there other than a few porn people I recognized. Ron Jeremy wasn't even there. Wow, and he's a total publicity hound. Yeah, I was kind of bummed. I was hoping to get a maybe bounce around the bouncy castle with Ron Jeremy. It'd be like something not many people get to <laughs> Good do. God, you know, it'd be. <laughs> I'd write home about that. So I mean, all in all, I guess I missed the film. I'm gonna have to check it out later. But uh, I don't think it's gonna win any Oscars this weekend. I don't even think it's nominated. Yeah, but can you just write it in? Because if you've seen the rest of the list, it's atrocious. Yeah, you know, I was wondering before we get onto that, are, are you planning on a big Oscar party? Lance Wackley's no. Oscar party? Not really. No, there's no a, one. There's a bar near me that is, uh, have, that's, I know some people that are going to that. They're having a little event. I might do that. They have I, a lot of whiskey there. so I kind of am against the Oscar parties. I, I'm not a big fan of the Oscars. But the Oscar parties, why? Why are you having this? Because it's not fun to make fun of all the pretentious Hollywood people by yourself. <laughs> so you so that's the thing, over. is just to ridicule Hollywood people. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I just, especially now, I, I was annoyed with it before, but now living here, fucking the whole street is shut down. There's all this traffic. I'm not even leaving my house tomorrow. That's why you have a party. Have <laughs> people come over to your house. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. They, then that's the thing. You get invited. Like usually, it's a your girlfriend's friend is having an Oscar party, and then you have to go. You got to drive true. across it's town true. through all this traffic to get to this fucking Oscar party, and then just stand there and just okay. I don't care what dress she's wearing. Well, I, mean, I guess it's yeah. You got to skip the beginning. That's when all the like clothes whoring go, goes on. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's a, it's if you think about it, it's the reverse of dragging your girlfriend to a Super Bowl party. Exactly, and, know, it, and it, funnily enough, they're close to each other, right? Yeah, so they're, they're about like a, a month apart, a few so weeks apart. She's going to remind you when you say that you don't want to go to the Oscar party that you made her go to the shitty Super Bowl, Super party. Bowl party, and then you're yeah. going to be fucked. You're going to have to go. Ugh, annoying. So, who do you think is going to nab Best Picture? I don't know. Have you seen the list? It's t- I haven't. I've the only sh- movie I've seen is Moneyball, which I didn't think was that great. It's an abysmal list. I mean, seriously, like compared to last year, there were like probably at least three decent movies, like really good movies, actually. Like Winter's Bone is an awesome Winter's movie. Winter's Bone I loved. Um, Black Swan. Uh, there are some scenes see, in Black Swan good, that yeah. I watched multiple times. I mean, <laughs> actually, I didn't watch the rest of the movie. There's just one scene in that movie that I watched probably about 70 times. 
um, Oscar worthy. Uh, there, there was another movie too that, that year. I, I forget. But anyway, there were some movies there that I was like, okay, yeah, I want this, this one of these movies to win Best Picture. This year, looking at that list, first of all, I think I've only seen maybe two movies on the list: Moneyball and The Descendants. Yeah, I've only seen Moneyball. I watched part of War Horse, but it was so terrible I had to turn it off. And The Help was on the airplane, but I didn't listen to it. I just once in a while glanced up at how terrible it looked. I thought you'd want the help to win because isn't that movie kind of like sexual fantasy for you? <laughs> well, there's, en- there's enough black girl porn on the internet that I don't have to be watching the help, okay? What if there's more nudity in it? Well, yeah, then I'd watch it. <laughs> if it was if it's called it help is for, whack, I mean, if there was nudity in it, it would, if there's nudity in it, it would be great because it's kind of like Mad Men era white chicks and then, you know, the like the black help. And then, is it, that's why I thought like you'd be totally together down with their... that movie. Mm. No, no, no. Okay, sad. I glanced up at every once in a while. I just didn't listen to it. I, I don't. I think if I was masturbating on the plane, probably somebody would have noticed. It's race pandering. It's like you know. I hope that movie doesn't win. It's just such I, an obvious. I bet play you the anything, race card. though. Uh, she went. Viola Davis wins back at Best Actress because she's black. She won the Golden Globe. I mean, uh, I don't yeah, know. Maybe I mean, she's wonderful, but it just seems like she's the token black, you know, nominee. I was at first. I was hoping Warhorse would win because I love the name. It sounds like a Viking metal band. We it are yeah. Warhorse. It would have been a better movie if it was about a Viking metal band. It should have been. I, you know, I, I didn't even see it. I watched a trailer for that and was like, oh god, Steven Spielberg, Hollywood, just masturbation. <laughs> Like Steven Spielberg masturbates, that's what comes out. War horse. It's terrible. Look, if you want to watch a movie about fucking somebody in love with a horse, go rent National Velvet. Or um, Liz, Liz Taylor, when she was hot and young. And I think Andy Rooney is in it, which is always funny. Or go rent that movie, that documentary Zoo. That's about true horse man love. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that would be great if they could somehow like add Mr. Hands into War Horse. <laughs> if I worked in a theater, I would do my best to just splice it into the middle of the reel, you know? <laughs> then I would be like, yes, this should get best picture. You know, the only movie I'm hoping that would win out of that list of just awful movies is The Descendants. And the reason I want The Descendants to win, not that it's like the best movie I've seen. It was good, kind of depressing. So that's about dark. that like 90s, like uh, whatever, hardcore band? <laughs> the 80s punk band no it's a uh, george clooney i wonder if they got any if there's any descendants music in there no it's george clooney his wife dies of cancer and he goes oh, to hawaii and shags a bunch General. of hot chicks it's a story it's of his in life. hawaii yeah but he takes his daughters there i don't know it's just kind of depressing but but the only reason i like that movie it's like one of the only non-self-reflexive movies that are in the list here all the other movies are like movies about the cinema the magic <laughs> Of movie making. Like the fucking artist. The artist. If that movie wins, I'm going to just... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I will never... I already hate the Oscars anyway. (laughs) I will never, ever see that movie. Ever. You want to know why? Because I refuse to sit through a fucking silent movie. We've had the technology to make talkies for years now. (laughs) Is there any sound in it? or, or, Or is it... I mean, is there music in the background? Or it's completely silent. Because how are you going to go to a theater and listen to the mouth breathers fucking chew their popcorn and hear the little kids fucking like moving around their seat for an hour and a half and not go fucking postal? 
No, I think there. I think there's music in the background. Like, I, I think there's music. Like, uh, the, the whole thing. There's a score to it, but there's no. I don't think there's any dialogue. Horrible. Oh, it's awful. And then you get that movie Hugo, which is about the magic of cinema. I like won't the, watch any movie about a child. The halcyon days of cinema. And then there's uh, what Woody Allen did another movie about. I think it's also about Paris or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you the French love the art. And actually, I think the artist is a French film. I think, like, or, yeah, or it's based in France right. or something. Ugh, Why you is it in the best picture category? It should be in the best fucking foreign film thing that nobody fucking watches or cares about. Or they should make a silent film care category that nobody gives a fuck about. Instead, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, here you go. You know, I was trying to think, of, what, what do you think the best movie that came out this past year? I don't, I don't necessarily think that the Academy fucked up and like left some good movies off the list. I think there were not any good movies this year. I honestly can't even remember any movies that I saw other than Moneyball. I saw a Serbian film, but I don't know if that came out last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Did um, I watch Red, Red, White, and Blue? I feel like that was maybe last year, but that was good. Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie? That was this year. That, that's going to be nominated Best Picture next year. Next year. Next year. That, that, was, that was damn good. I liked that one uh, that was about the Mennonites. <laughs> Wait, then there was uh, a documentary? No, it had the guy that plays Carl Hungus in it. I think it was called like Small Town Murder Ballads. It was our, I mean, I liked it, but it definitely wasn't great. Yeah, you know, I can't really think of too many good movies that came out this no, past it year. It was a shitty, shitty year for movies. And I, it, I don't see why next year will be any better. Well, you know, the, the, the Oscars anyway, you know, to make a long story short here, the Oscars, is, it's all a farce. The Zionists have decided who's going to win these movies months ago. And it was decided with greenbacks. The Jews decided with greenbacks. I guarantee, mm -hmm. I bet you Spielberg has offered quite a few greenbacks. You know, well, for it's an Warhorse. investment. Because if your movie wins, you know, an Oscar, then it does a lot better in rental and whatever, you know, re-screenings. Re Regardless, um, people, I guess uh, you go have your little Oscar parties. You know, I kind of hope, uh, I kind of hope all the... The, the celebrity elites just kind of realize how futile and irrelevant the Oscars are and just no one shows up at all. And it's just Billy Crystal in an empty room with maybe like three or four people that no one really cares about, like Jack Black, Andy Dick, Kathy, Kathy Griffith. Do you really think that's going to happen? No. But wouldn't it be great? In my, in my fantasy world, that would be great. I don't know. But people, it's very I guess, Jeff Daniels of you. Yeah. Or who's the other guy that boycotts the Oscars? Uh, Sean Penn, he's too busy like criticizing the he's, UK for he's solving pursuing the their problem, pursuing their ownership of the Falklands, which is a <laughs> historical sick and wrong topic. I might want to remind you, the Falklands War. <laughs> well, uh, moving on here before before Wackley you starts about going the Falklands? on <laughs> before Wackley starts going on about the history of the Falklands. Gonna change the trajectory of this podcast completely. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut it short. Look, I had to research the Falklands, so when I went to the Europe, when the old dude at the bar started talking to me because he wouldn't be talking about Vietnam because I was in England, he was gonna be talking about the Falklands. So I had to do a lot of research into that. Yeah, I'm surprised. That th those are like fighting words over there. Yeah. You know, yeah, you want to get a brawl in a pub. Well, people, this is episode uh, 318 here. Sick and wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. Uh, we did two listener stories. Uh, Prosty mauled by Pitbull. Do you see a picture of that woman? Oh, God. Uh, she, she looks like, uh, what, what's that guy's name? Um, 
the train guy from the Matrix, but he was also in Road Warrior. Bruce Spence. Bruce Spence looked just Bruce like Spence. him. I don't know who called that out on the forum, but it was you know perfect. Ugh, what a hideous! I didn't realize prostitute. all the roles that that guy Bruce Spence has been in. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies, but I mean they're not like he's uh, so major... strange looking that he's always like an alien creature, you know. You know, like sci-fi movies. A uh, second story was a um, throwbacks bar regular decapitates his ex-girlfriend Snake. Um, the Prosty story Throw him won back. By... <laughs> Prosty story won by a landslide there. So congratulations, there, listener number one. Yeah. Oh, Ankerly. Uh, we got a few good listener stories here for this week. Um, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. We present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets Sick and Wrong Care Package. You can send your listener submission to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit via Facebook or Twitter or the forum. Before we get to uh, this week's articles here, um, here's a quick word from our sponsor, audible.com. This is a new promo that was sent in by um, Dead Baby Buffet. He writes, thanks again for the show and the cautionary tales of human depravity. Dead Baby Buffet, 31 years old, category buyer, Cambridgeshire, Cambridgeshire, UK. I like when the job description is impenetrable. Category buyer? Like, I have what no is idea that? what that is. And yeah. I don't want, I'm not saying that I want the guy to email in and tell us what it is, but just, I just have no idea and I'll never know. I just wonder what category he buys for. I don't know. But he, he didn't. Buys, he, no, he buys different categories. Category a category of what? That's what he does. <laughs> you ask him, and he goes. Out it just and sounds buys. so says, cryptic, though. I mean, what kind of categories said, do we have? I don't know. I'll go buy some, and we'll, then we'll find out. <laughs> but he made a damn fine trailer. So here it is: uh, Audible.com trailer from Dead Baby Buffet. You know the old axiom that everyone is someone else's idiot. Well, that's not accurate. You are everyone's idiot. Those feelings of meagerness are valid, and you are bullshitting yourself with delusions of adequacy. You really are failing in every aspect of your life. However, Sick and Wrong are offering you the unique opportunity to pull yourself out of the capital tray of mediocrity and get educated. Stop being a turd of disappointment and go to www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get a free audiobook to fill that cavernous void of an intellect. But why stop there? With over 75,000 titles, you'll be spoiled for choice, and before you know it, you'll be a Spengali of literary commentary. Everyone will think you're the mutt's nuts. So why spend another minute circling the toilet bowl of life? Well, you can go to www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle. So the first listener submission here for episode 318 came from Colin. writes why is it always the pig farmers always the pig farmers you know it's true the pig farmers are always up to no good robert picton remember him he's the the canadian guy that's serial killer pig farmer anyone who owns pigs be wary of that person you just don't want to hang out with them because they're up to no good but somebody has to make the bacon though well you okay you can be a rich guy that owns the pig processing butcher factory that's fine Okay. But you're the the guy that owns the pig farms. That's yeah. the guy that I would just be like, you know, I don't know if I want to hang out with you because you could dispose of my corpse without anybody yeah. finding it out about it in like about two hours. Like it's more of a hobby for him or a second job. That like, oh, I have these pigs in my backyard. Like you're a freak. 
you're a total freak if you're, I don't know. I just, I'm wary of pig farmers. So this guy is a Polish pig farmer. He tried to tear out a woman's beating heart with his bare hands after stab attack. Christine Seymour recounted the horrifying moment. She felt Andres Kronowski push his hands inside her knife wound in an apparent attempt to tear out her vital organ. Uh, Kronowski here, 34 years old, claimed to be suffering from a short-term psychotic episode. It's a hell of a psychotic (laughs) episode. (laughs) When he pounced on Miss Seymour with a pair of surgical scissors. That's a great verb, by the way, to use for a serial killer attack. Or just any kind of violent attack. Pounce. Because how else do you try to rip out a woman's heart? You don't just, like, prance over there. You know, you got to pounce. You got to pounce. After stabbing her, he then carried the 59-year-old into her rented property and dumped her on the bed, shouting, Just lie there and die. (laughs) Sounds like a title of some emo band song, you know? Yes. Just lie there and die. The Cure could almost make a song title like that. Uh, miraculously, though, Miss Seymour survived the brutal attack after having life-saving surgery. Now she's, she's got one hell of a woman. story. Yeah, no, she's got one hell of a story. Dr. Quinn, right? Yeah, I mean, was, was Dr. Quinn attacked by a crazy Polish pig farmer? Well, her name is Jane Seymour, right? That's Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Oh, no, her name's Christine Seymour, but yeah. I guess, oh, yeah. Close. You fooled me. Close. So Kronowski here, the pig farmer, lived in the same rented three-story house as Miss Seymour in Spalding, Lincolnshire. Two others also lived there. I guess she was outside the property talking with a friend on the phone when Kronowski pounced on her. Uh, Miss Seymour says she was conscious throughout the terrifying ordeal and described in graphic detail how she thought her heart was about to be ripped out. Well, he was ripping it out. I would, who else, you, would, you would automatically think that, right? Yeah, but you, you think, though, in that situation, most people would just pass out. You'd be unconscious. Yes, shock the trauma and shock would set in. She was completely coherent throughout the ordeal. She says it was like a living nightmare. I felt a pain and something warm. The next thing I remember is on the floor, my head was laid up against the wall. I felt a huge pressure on my chest, like a knee drop. Um, and put my hands up because I couldn't breathe. I felt someone was ripping out my chest. It felt like somebody's fingers were trying to go across my chest. Go across. Not quite sure what she means by that. She says, I got the impression as he worked with pigs that he thought I was one. She must have been a large woman. (laughs) Maybe. She must be a large woman. Because this guy's I think she's one of those women's, uh, women's, women that has a very annoying phone voice. Because didn't it like didn't it say she was outside chatting on her cell phone? I think she was probably a fat chick outside chatting on her cell phone with her friend, and she maybe was wearing pink. And the and guy then had this... I said to her, she said, "Well, no, I never." And then I said, <laughs> "Oh, yes, I do." And then she said, "Fuck so, off." Are you saying the Polish pig farmer was annoyed, and that's why he ended up? Uh, and that, or do you think her voice, because like, it was so annoying, just set off a psychotic episode? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was like his mother or something, or his grandmother. Yeah, right. And she was probably fat or overweight, wearing pink. Next thing you know, he's like, she's a pig, I gotta rip her heart out. Which is weird. That is that what they typically do with pigs? No, they don't. 
I think they might, though. I mean, a lot of people have. Uh, I think it's one of the last stages of. I think it's one of the last stages of you know dressing a pig is that you take the organs out. Well, it sounds like Not this guy first, has and done he's trying this to do it before. First. Well, it sounds like this guy's done this before. You know, he grabs them, cuts over there, and just rips it out. Well, he's no stranger to entrails. Let's agree on that. Definitely. Well, yeah. she thought that he thought that she was a pig, and uh, she said it felt like he was just trying to rip through to my heart, just tearing my heart out. I do have this out. deformity where I have a curly little tail, but <laughs> most people overlook that. You think she had, like, that pushed-in nose, maybe? Nanny McPhee? Yeah, like, just like those two, you could just see those two nostrils. See something <laughs> yeah, like that. I do think that. Um... The, uh, what if you? What if she had a picture of her and she did look just like a pig, or like <laughs> as close as a human could look to a pig? That would be funny. Well, then you think the barrister would be like, "Well, he works with pigs. <laughs> he's a little psycho. He's prone to psychotic episodes." And look at the defendant, ladies and her. gentlemen of the jury. But look at the, the plaintiff. <laughs> Clearly, here. she looks exactly <laughs> like a goddamn pig. If I take off my glasses <laughs> and stand across the room, she looks like a pig. Standing on its hind legs. And that, my friends, <laughs> is why you must quit. Rest my case. Oink for a second. Um, I guess officers entered the room. Kronowski calmly asked for a cigarette and confessed, I've just killed a woman with this. With this. Still holding the scissors. Apparently oh, psychotic like episode. Just, yeah, well, apparently psychotic episode's over. And back to boring reality. <laughs> this has happened again. Here it is. Yeah. yeah. Miss um, Seymour is lying on a bed in a pool of blood. <clears throat> you could see the blood pumping inside of her chest. She suffered horrendous injuries, including a two-inch deep cut. The scissors missed her heart by a centimeter. It's close. Uh, she suffered a collapsed lung and only survived after life-saving surgery. She also suffers from severe psychological effects and is currently undergoing trauma counseling. Would you ever be able to eat bacon again if this happened to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could? Fuck yeah. A bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich is about the best thing that you can put in your mouth. Okay, well, let's say you went through an ordeal such as this. Would you be able to eat bacon and watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? A bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich <laughs> is about the best thing you can put in your mouth. It doesn't matter what else is going on around you. It transports you to a magical place. That is true. I don't know how much bacon uh, Kronowski's going to get in British prison, but I guess he is in British prison. I mean, that, prison. That's, like, so that's like asking me if I, if I was almost drowned in MGD, if that would put me off beer for the rest of my life. And the answer would clearly be no. So you'd be able to bounce back. So, so you wouldn't suffer that bounce many back. severe psychological effects from this. Got to get back on the horse. Back on the horse. You know, I wonder what, uh, what's going to happen here to Kronowski. I mean, I guess this is the British judicial system, so he's probably going to get, I don't know, what, maybe six months? Lock up. Some community service. No bacon for about a year. He's off. The, he's banned from eating any bacon yep, for a year. Banned from bacon. And then, uh, yeah, and back on the streets. So what do you have here for the second story for episode 318? I have a story from... Philadelphia. And a guy writes in, he says, love the podcast. Son rats on mom for sex with teen friend, cops say. Tim from Philly. 
No uh, indication of his measurements or uh, where he works. Uh, A woman's teenage son caught her having sex with his 15-year-old friend, and the son reported the incident to school officials. The woman's name is Terry Mezzatesta. Now, before you ask, because I always wonder about these whole statutory rape stories when it when the young person is the a, a male and the, is the, the raper here? is yeah is the alleged victim because i don't know man if i'm getting raped when i was 12 years old i think i probably would have enjoyed it i guess it depends but, if the rapist is a man or a woman well that's true i mean i guess if, if <laughs> all i'm saying is like if i'm 12 or 13 masturbating like 20 times a day if someone comes along like even if she's reasonably attractive like your 40 year old teacher female teacher you're, you're like, gonna great. be like hell yeah i'll take a blowjob yeah i don't care i'm not gonna say anything you know what i mean would you say about this though so mezzatesta is five foot nine pretty tall yeah, but she's also 260 pounds <laughs> that's a big lady bmi is a little bit off there yeah that bmi cl- is off the charts there i don't know she, cl- she claimed that she was passed out drunk and unaware that the 15-year-old is having sex with her. So, now, she, so this hippo just kind of keeled over, passed out. Next thing you know, she wakes up and there's this 15-year-old just shagging her from behind. If you're 15 years old and you've never had sex before, a big whale of a woman <laughs> might not be where you want to start because it's going to be hard to figure out what you're doing and, and know where the appropriate holes are and everything. I feel like, you know, hogging, as they call it, you know, one of the, you know, attempting to, to, <laughs> <laughs> where are you going with this? <laughs> attempting to, you know, f- like bag a big, big woman. You got, you got to have a little bit of expertise under your belt. Well, I think right? it's also the one, the one reason I can kind of, I guess I don't condone what this kid did, but I can kind of empathize with it is a hog usually is a last resort for somebody. It's like, you know, you try to get the most attractive woman you could, and then you can't, so you're like, oh, fuck it, that fat girl totally will have sex with me. All right, I'm down. Whereas you're a 12-year-old or 15-year-old virgin, I bet you he's like, you know, she's coming on to me, and she wants to have sex, why not? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is a lot to take on for the first time. Because <laughs> you're just going to get it in a fold. You're going to get your cock in like a fold and think like, oh, I, I guess this is what a vagina feels like. But, you know, it's not. So there's a chance you may not actually lose your virginity. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's risky. You have to ask her. Risky business. You're like, you're like, I mean, I came. Did I actually, did we just have sex? And the woman maybe just says, no, no, you're you fucking my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> and there when was, you're 15, you come so fast, too. You know, who knows where you where it was at the moment of ejaculation. Well, then, you, cops, but then you'd cops be... Don't, <laughs> but, but then you'd be like, well... This isn't semen that's in here right now. Like, I didn't actually, like, you know, have sex, achieve orgasm. And then she could be like, no, it's mayonnaise from last <laughs> week's tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> Cops don't buy the story that she was passed out because when her 14-year-old son walked in on the act, picture that. Wow. So this is his buddy. He reported that he heard his mother say, right there, baby. <laughs> so she wasn't passed out. Mezzatest is 34, which is younger than both you and I, I should report, Gosh, remind you. 
34, 5 foot 9, 260 pounds. You with know, a, if she lived where I live, I'd probably try and go find her right now. <laughs> <laughs> with a 14-year-old son. Wow. Yeah. She was 20 when she had him, which I guess isn't crazily young. No, that's not. Her uh, her hearing is uh, Tuesday on statutory sex assault. And uh, the alleged crimes tell a sordid tale, because I even, even, haven't even given you all the details yet. Just you wait. Yeah, a sordid tale includes wine coolers, pot, and sexting. <laughs> According to interviews with the twelve-year-old son, the four, sorry, the fourteen-year-old son, uh, police say that Mezzatesta smoked marijuana with both of these kids, her son and the fifteen-year-old friend, for about two hours before her son passed out in his bedroom. Which I can I can relate to that. When I get high, I get like paranoid, and then I get tired, and then I like can't talk anyway. So I just want to go lay down. Yeah, but there's a lot of parents. I bet you he has like one of those party moms. Like, and that, I find that so disturbing too. Like kids that hang out with their parents. It's like you you should be a role model. You're my fucking legal guardian. You're not my buddy that I smoke fucking joints with. And as a kid, I blame the kid too, though. Like as a kid, the last person you should want to hang out with is your parents. Even if they're supplying you with booze and pot, you take the pot and you say, later, bitch. And then you go. <laughs> you can't you tell me what to do. But you, if, you, but if you tell me I can't go out, I'll report you to the cops for giving me this pot. I think in this day and age, like, you know, as, uh, you know especially people our age, it's like you, you want to be you still want to be cool. It's like you never want to actually mature. And so you yes. hang out with your 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 son's friends because you think in your mind that you're still cool. We're all infantilized. I know. I, I find it even though we're it, almost past, like you know, the midpoint of our expected lives. Well, I just we find it disturbing. Twelve or eighteen. I, I find it, it disturbing, disturbing that kids hang out with. So I bet you, like you know, my mom's cool. She's got tons of weed, and they go smoke out, and then he's high and just passes out. Next thing you know, his friends fucking his mom. <laughs> this is where society has led us. This sounds like Fatliners, actually. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> It was pre-ordained, foretold by the movie Fatliners in the 80s. It was a porn. Very prescient. But, okay. As a a test to that, after her son passed out, she watched television in the living room and uh, gave the uh, 15-year-old some wine coolers. God. Plying him with wine coolers. This is reminding me of sort of, you know, the age of 14 and 15. That's probably is the last time I drank a wine cooler. Yeah. Yeah. This must be in the Midwest. While on the couch, Mez- it's in Philadelphia. Oh, Philly, okay. While on the couch, Mezzatesta allegedly asked the boy if she could perform oral sex on him, an offer he accepted. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I would have a hard time turning that down at that age. Has Maybe not now. Has any 15-year-old ever turned down a blowjob? You know, if you're straight from a woman, if you're gay from a guy, either way. Has that ever happened in the history of the universe? You know, I don't think, even now, I don't think I would turn that down. I can imagine maybe a couple of girls, if I was sober, that I would turn down a blowjob from. But if I had any amount of wine cooler and marijuana in me, no. Not turning it down. I would be like, why not? I mean, I can close my eyes, you know, and if I was pretend 15, you're making would- fucks. If I was 15, I would probably just blow my load in my pants the moment she asked me. That, that's why I just don't <laughs> see why this kid's at fault for this. <laughs> well, where did the sexting come into play? Like, had they been sexting beforehand? 
Well, let me get let me uh, finish it out. So so she offered him a blowjob. She's blowing him. One thing led to another, and uh, they started having full blown intercourse. During which she started yelling, which woke up her son. That's when he came down, saw this all happening. He's going to be fucking scarred for life, right? Just oh seeing his God. mother naked is one thing, but his friend is boning her. <laughs> and so the kid, the younger kid, the son punched the fifteen year old in the face and told him to leave. But he came back later that night and was told he was allowed to stay at the house. Talk about coitus interruptus there. <laughs> and then check this out. Wouldn't you? I mean, you'd be so pissed off at your friend for fucking your fat, disgusting mom. But then uh, the son allowed uh, his friend to borrow the cell phone for several days after the incident because the 15-year-old said that he'd lost his. And when the son got his phone back, he saw sexual text messages between his friend and his mom. He used... <laughs> Like, let's say I was fucking your mom, D. You know, I <laughs> don't think I borrow I would your be... cell phone. You say you're pissed off at me, but then you lend me your cell phone. You say, you know what? Just borrow my cell phone. It's really shitty that you fucked my mom and everything, but I feel you, man. You need a cell phone here. Borrow mine. And then you get the cell phone back, and there's sex between me and your mom on it. I mean, how would you feel? That's, that is insult to injury. I, you know, I'm wondering, when you say sexting, she must have been sending him pictures. So did his phone have like a wide-angle lens or something? Because... <laughs> I don't think a normal cell phone, like a, it couldn't have been a BlackBerry. It had to have been. An it was a, like an HTC Evo with a big screen. Yeah, like some kind of fisheye lens to get the. That's two hundred sixty pounds. Is a lot so, well, sometimes you can scroll with your finger, like you can move the picture around if it won't fit in the screen. And then <clears throat> that is definitely a possibility. I mean, but I, I feel like they, she must have had some kind of special lens on this, but it had to be a newer phone. You know, yeah, I would be honest, upset. Honestly, just because she's a big fat woman. You know, the the sex could have just been an extreme close-up of her blubber shutters, <laughs> which would probably fit on any phone. Um, but yeah, I think I would be quite upset about that. That friendship would be done at that point. Because at first, if I, if I caught you shagging my mom, I don't think I'd punch you in the face. But I think I'd be like, you're kind of a dick, dude. You didn't need to do that. You know, it says now I'm going to live in that mental image. Nobody needs to fuck your mom, D. Just sometimes we want to. I know, I know, but I mean, I'd just be like, you know, you didn't, I wouldn't go into your house and fuck your mom. I guess it depends on what she looked like. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, but after getting this, uh, this insult injury, friendship would be done. Or at least on hold for a few months. It would take some time to heal. There would be some healing time, definitely. So what are the she charges? Cl- she claimed here? that she had uh, five mixed vodka drinks that night. <laughs> Which, what does that even mean? It was probably just pretty much vodka. Yeah, the charges are, um, you know. Statutory uh, rape? Statutory rape. There you go. And furnishing, you know, the kids with controlled and uncontrolled substances. You know, these type of stories really just aggravate me. And the reason they aggravate me is I just don't feel like back in our day, women, your mothers were, were, or teachers were that sexually uninhibited. I remember, I remember one friend had a story that he fucked, you know, there was the slut who was our age and there was a story that he fucked the slut and her mom at the same time. But I always thought that it was just bullshit. It sounds spurious. I don't know if I believe that. I didn't really believe it. But I just feel like you read every day, you look in the paper and there's some hot 28 year old teacher fucking a 16 year old student in high school. twice a day. I just don't understand that that didn't happen back when I was in high school. Believe me, and I would have loved... there were a loved... couple teachers I would have shagged. Oh, there, we had many student teachers that, would, that we would have shagged, but I just feel people had, like... 
I don't know, just a higher sense of morality then, or just mm-hmm. or boundaries, sense of boundaries, where I think it's broken down today, especially with a parent. Like we had parents that were cool that would, if we if we gave them our keys, we could party at their house and they'd buy us a case of beer. There are a couple mm-hmm. parents that would do that, but they didn't party with us and like give us hand jobs. <laughs> you know. So it pisses me off when I read stories like this. Or maybe the dudes like that were getting hand jobs were just more discreet about it. Ooh, and that could be because they and weren't just texting. The children of today haven't learned the value of discretion because they're constantly posting their entire lives, all the details on Facebook and Twitters and Pinterest. That's true. All right, last last point here. Let's say you came downstairs and you caught me fucking your mom. Would you rat us both out to the cops? Hmm. I guess the even better question is, would I tell my dad? I would tell my dad before I'd call the cops. I might call the cops. Depends how pissed off I was at my mom. Mom, it's not really about you with my friends. Not only a big fat two hundred sixty pound (laughs) monster, you gotta fuck my friends. (laughs) It's a bad situation. I probably wouldn't call the cops. I don't think I would either. I don't know. I would, you know what I, don't I would know if do? I would tell my dad either. That would be awkward. You know what I would do if this kid was smart? I wouldn't call the cops. I would extort. I'd be like, yes. you know who wants a new PS3? D. <laughs> D does. <laughs> and that's not all I want. A couple ounces oh, of marijuana. A long list. A long list. <laughs> Won't be cleaning my room anymore either. Definitely. Just not. so you know. But it's just a trailer. I bet you that trailer is <laughs> filthy anyway. People, you can decide who won episode uh, 318 here. Go vote. Stick around podcast.com. Wankily, we got a few phone calls. Stick around hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to the first phone call, here's a word from adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. All right, the first call here that came to the Sick and Wrong Hotline is, this is interesting, there's a call about a guy, from a guy, who is talking about um, Bob Madigan. So let me play it here. Hey, Sick and Wrong. You guys recently paid uh, tribute to Bob Madigan, and I uh, thought it'd be interesting for you guys and uh, the listeners to know there that uh, if you go to YouTube and search for The Bob Channel SF, as in San Francisco, you will find... Oh, my God, uh, I don't know how many different videos of uh, Bob being his crazy old self. Uh, keep it sick and wrong, fuckers. You know, that, I think we did mention that URL last week. Or you talked about the last time you interviewed him, do you? I yeah, I think so. But uh, it's, you know, people, go check it out if you want to see some classic Bob. What's great about whoever did those videos, I think it was a friend of his that used to be in the band Fluff Girl, um, whoever did those videos asked him about a lot of his stories. And that's one thing we didn't get to last week, but Bob had some amazing stories. Really funny shit. Like, he, the guy lived a pretty colorful life, but I mean, he got shat on by Gigi Allen. He grabbed Wendio's tit and, like, got punched in the face. I mean, there's all these, like, weird stories that uh, Bob has, and I think he shares a lot of them on that, on that YouTube channel. But right. also, um, we got a call from an email from this guy named Pete Goldie who does uh, Radio Valencia. This is a radio show done in the mission, kind of like 
my old KUSF show. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they podcast it too. Possibly. Anyway, mm-hmm. he sent me the link. It's radiovalencia.fm. And you can go on there and see all the podcasts. And they did a tribute show to Bob Madigan. They actually had Bob's wife, Annie, on the show uh, as well, just to chat, chat about Bob. Um, but, they, but it's great. He plays a little clip from, I think, the interview I had with when Bob was sober on there. He also uh, has all these Bob stories. So we'll put a link to that Radio Valencia Bob Madigan episode uh, on the site. But yeah, it's pretty entertaining. All right, here's the second call. This is a Englishman shit story. Hello, Sikronon. I just thought I'd give you a call because the diarrhea song you played recently reminded me of a story that happened to me. Uh, one day when I was back in the UK, I got the shits really bad in town. I was going shocking. And uh, I had to go to every single public toilet on my way home just to get home. Otherwise, I'd have crapped myself. So I was like running into shops and pubs, anything and uh, just running in and using their toilet. Like, it was a bit like the scene in Point Break when Keanu Reeves is chasing Patrick Swayze, and they keep going through people's houses, except I was crapping in people's bugs. But anyway, I was almost home, and I went to this uh, shop called John Lewis, which is kind of this middle-class, middle-aged shop, and the toilet was in the sofas section, and I went in there, went into the cubicle. I was doing my crap. And kind of in a trance, dehydrated, half dead. And I looked at the cubicle door, and there was no graffiti there except like three words right in the middle. And I'll never, uh, I'll never forget how it looked. It was in this really spidery, kind of scary-looking handwriting. And the three words were just birds, love, cock. And I just looked at it, and I imagined it said in this kind of orc voice, like something out of Lord of the Rings or something. And I found it really funny because I started imagining who'd written it. I imagined this middle-aged, middle-class guy, like, out shopping with his family in the sofa section looking for sofas. And then he'd he'd said, I'm just going to go for a dump, went for a dump and sat there and was struck with inspiration. And he was just thinking, do you know what? Birds love cock. And he was just moved to write on the cubicle door. So I know I was just sitting there looking at that, and I found it really funny. So I started saying it in this orc voice just to entertain myself. I was like going, birds love cock. And then I started laughing to myself. But anyway, there was a bit of silence after I'd said it. And someone must have come in while I was in the toilet, and I didn't notice because I heard, like, coming from the cubicle, this guy farted. And then I heard the, uh, not the cubicle, the urinal. And then I heard the urinal just go, shh, like that. And then I heard the door close, really, like, generally like this scared guy had just gone out. So, yeah, that's that's my story. And I've, I'm sure the, that guy had a story to tell as well, but he probably wasn't as proud as I am about it. Anyway, just thought I'd tell you that. Bye-bye. He's the English version of Scott from Iowa. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Birds love cock. He used to live in Japan and had a lot of stories about their public lavatories also. Oh, is this that same guy? Yes. (laughs) You can't tell by the voices. I was wondering if it was like... Each listener listener to me is very special, and I cherish them. But D could give a flying fuck who people are. (laughs) <laughs> now, okay. Now that you say it, I do remember who this guy is. I, I do remember he was the guy that called up about farting. Is it yeah. okay? When <laughs> when is the proper time to do some farting? Right. He talked about farting in this one. The guy at the urinal farted. Urinal. 
That's, the, that's a great. I'm going to start saying that right now. You're right. I do like. The, I like the term bog. Oh use. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, I love the visual that this guy told in his story. People, you could take some hints from this dude. It's good to provide visuals when giving your narrative. This guy had this well, visual of like that good, scene in Point Break. It's good to call in and tell a funny story. That's probably a lot well, of people the, the don't scene get in that Point part. Break, though, you know, is a memorable scene where he's chasing him down. Where it's like he's doing the same thing, but he's like chasing from one bog to another bog and another bog. He's chasing the poopy man. Poopy man, yeah. The diarrhea trail. <laughs> it smells yeah. like pup pup. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, English Scott from Iowa. That was great. I always look forward to this guy's calls. <laughs> is it English Scott from Iowa, or is it Scott from English Iowa? He never tells us his name. I suppose yeah, it could we, be Scott. We don't know his that name. would be funny. Yeah, it could be. All right, the last call here came from um, uh, from your town there, Wackley. Oh, really? Sick and wrong, Dean Lance. How's it going, guys? This is Rob from South Bend but I now live in the East Bay, so I'm close to you guys. Check it out. I got fired the day after Valentine's Day at the bar I worked at, and I'm going to tell you why. And I guess this is kind of a my two cents question. Oh, no. I I don't have the theme music queued up. I didn't realize this was... Let's just go on without it. And and not play the theme music? (laughs) Are you going to play the theme music or not? Fuck it. I'm going to play the theme music. Yeah, you might as well. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. If you think I deserve to get fired, so check it out. This uh, retarded girl came into the bar I worked at with her retarded boyfriend. Uh, both <laughs> clearly had touch of the downs, if you know what I mean. That's kind of funny. Do you mean they had a touch of the downs? <laughs> it's not very <laughs> subtle how you put it. I find it kind of funny that uh, two people with Down syndrome would just go to a bar. First of all, I find it funny that Down syndrome people end up... I guess, I mean, it makes sense that you would date... If you had Down syndrome, you'd date another person that also has Down syndrome because you probably couldn't get a normal. You probably know? not. I mean, would you date a girl at this point... Um, Let's say, okay, you hadn't been laid in about a year. You meet a girl mm-hmm. that has Down syndrome. Just a touch of the Downs. Not full-on Down syndrome. Just a touch of the Downs. Would you date her, being a normal and all? Um, remember in Arrested Development? <laughs> Refresh my memory. Uh, <laughs> what's the blonde actress's name who played Eileen Warnos? Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, Charlize Theron. If if the Down syndrome woman looked like Charlize Theron, I probably I would have no problem dating her. All right, but I'm just saying, obviously she wouldn't because she wouldn't have Down features. She's only got a little bit of Down features, like the the eyes are Down eyes, like Downy um, eyes. <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so she looks. So she looks more like Katy Perry. You're saying just kind of Mongol, yeah, like Katy Perry. She looks just oh. like Katy Perry. She's got a uh, yeah. right, she she's got like a Katy Perry. I probably would date her. She's got a mongoloid face, but she's got like Katy, Katy Perry's Perry. tits. But she has Katy Perry's mongoloid face. Is that what you're saying? As David Tell would say, those tits ain't retarded. <laughs> Does she look like more like Zoe Deschanel? You're saying Zoe Deschanel? Oh, that that woman retarded. looks retarded. She's got okay. a touch of the downs. Yeah, yeah. You know, they she'd be easy to keep entertained. 
You wouldn't hear a lot of like, I'm bored, man, we never do anything, because you would just be like, here, there's a, a ball. Yeah, here's some felt squares and triangles. Yeah, you could just, know. they're cut out felt pieces, you can go play I'm going to be them. over here playing video games and drinking, <laughs> play with the felt squares and the color forms. You know, I do love how this, Later, this whole we'll setting make, we'll, here. We will make the sex. The setting of this story, though, sounds like the, like the setting of a great joke. Like two retards go, walk into a bar. What happens? Let's see. Of the downs, if you know what I mean. And uh, they had a couple drinks. And then I decided, like, hey, how often do retards get awesome service at the bar and get to do free shots with the bartender? <laughs> like, I was going to make their Valentine's Day very special. Oh, it was Valentine's Day? <laughs> I failed to mention it. This story sounds like bullshit. I mean, I'm willing to listen to it. But. Well, he said he got fired the day after Valentine's Day. So this is, oh. the, this is why he okay. was fired. And he wants us to know whether or not he should have been fired. It sounds like he was about to feed some tequila to some retarded people. So let's see what happens. Flip them. Like, multiple shots, uh, a couple Irish car bombs, some vodka shots, some whiskey shots. And eventually, this retarded girl got so drunk that she fell out of her bar stool. So then I went and grabbed a chair, and me and her retarded boyfriend sat the retarded girl in the chair, and I gave her a glass of water. Uh, what a gentleman. Uh, and about 20 seconds later, she started to violently throw up all over herself and the carpet in the bar. And it doesn't end there. Because then her retarded boyfriend took his retarded girlfriend back to the bathroom to help her throw up. About a half hour later, it's about 10 minutes. No, this, so close this, to this retarded boyfriend is a much better boyfriend than many non-retarded boyfriends that I know of girls that I know. Yeah, but if your girlfriend's puking all over herself in a bar, you're going to do whatever it is that you need to do to like help her out. I know a lot of guys who wouldn't, trust so me. So what, what would they do? Just like turn their Just back like, to oh, them? She's, she's puking. What am I supposed to do? I'm going to have another beer. Cheers. Game is on. Cheers. This is a big, <laughs> this is big play. I don't want to miss it. you got to be a fucking dick to be able to do that. But uh, I don't know. I do love the fact that uh, he doesn't say, and so the guy took the girl to the bathroom. He's like, the retarded boyfriend took the retarded girlfriend you got to right. do that because you got to be specific. Because I'm, you know, I want to know who's retarded in this story and who's not retarded. Well, this is why it sounds a little bullshitty to me, though. What you that know, retarded people, people have, drink alcohol? If you're if you're a, if you're a bartender and you decide, hey, I'm going to do a bunch of shots with these two retarded people that came into the bar, you would get their names. You'd be like Sally and Billy or Bob Zane, whatever his fucking name is. I would. I guess I don't know. I mean. You know, I'd prefer, actually, Wackerly, if we just stopped saying retard, just said trainable. Whatever, I like the term trainable. Okay. All right, so maybe, so maybe this trainable boyfriend took the trainable girlfriend to the bar, to the bathroom. See, see but now you're, making, now you're making this whole story just be about the fact that they are retarded, which really isn't that funny. I guess the, the, fact, the, the fact of the matter is, this guy's feeding a retarded couple shots. On Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you know, I mean, it's great. I love the story, but well, you know what it I doesn't really... Wonder, it's, we're not, it's not just funny, but that they're retarded. I always wonder with retarded people in general, and this is probably just kind of some D. Simon retarded fucking, you know, mindset here, but uh, when you're retarded, I always wondered if you did a shitload of acid, if it just make you normal for six hours. 
<laughs> you know, it's just like you, you take a bunch of acid and all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, so I was discussing Sartre the other day and, uh, you know, it's like all of a sudden you're just like a very intelligent, rational being and then as soon as the acid wears off, retarded again. Like, Ugh. you know, I wonder if it works the like, same with alcohol. You'd be like, oh, fuck, a multiplication. <laughs> it does make sense. <laughs> Why didn't I see it before? Must be this LSD. You don't understand the, the, the research of Aristotle. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me describe what Plato taught us. You know, I, I just wonder if, like, if they or would be do like, that for a few hours. Like, Why are all my clothes so fucking dumb looking? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some normal clothes. God. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if the same works for alcohol. Apparently, alcohol makes a retarded person even more retarded. I'm out. And I go back there, and there's uh, vomit all over the bathroom, and also shit. And I look in, and she is, uh, her pants are across the room on the floor, and there's a retarded girl half out, taking a shit, and throwing up on herself. And then I just had to uh, close the door and say, hey, dude, you gotta get her out of here, uh, have a good night. And the fucking thing is, they didn't tip, but uh, I didn't clean up the mess. <laughs> you were expecting I a tip? Who's retarded in this story? Retards. <laughs> Do you think the retarded people can calculate 20% of something? I mean, come on. Well, if they were on acid, maybe. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were on LSD. That's the only reason I'd serve them all this alcohol. I love how oh, they had like, heightened capabilities through through hallucinogenic drugs. I love how this guy's all pissed off now. Like he's like, dude, you're fucking coming to my bar. You puke all over here. You shit. Your girlfriend's got her pants off. There's shit all over the bathroom. You guys gotta go. Both you're yeah. out of here. Yet it's A- his after fault. giving them like twenty shots. <laughs> Irish dude, you give Irish car bombs to a retarded person. What do you think's gonna happen? You give Irish car bombs to me, and I'll be retarded in about a half hour. <laughs> and um, I got fired for it. So, I don't know, guys. Your two cents. Do I deserve it? Thanks. All right, Wackerly, I guess my two cents here. What do, you, what do you think? If you were this man's manager, and this whole incident took place, would you fire him? Probably not. I'd give him a stern warning that that was all a bad idea, though. Yeah, but he didn't even clean up his mess. Like, the bathroom was full of shit and retard vomit. I don't know if the bartender normally cleans up the bathroom, though. Usually they have, like, a night porter who does that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, remember Joe that's been on the podcast a few times? Joe yeah. used to work at House of Shields, and there right. were several times when people came in and puked all over the bathroom, he had to clean it up himself. So who do, who's serving drinks while he's doing that? No, after hours. Like, after the oh. bar's closed, he after had to go through closed, and take a mop. He had to mop. Clean it up? take mm. a mop and mop it up. Wow. Because they didn't have, like, you know, they, they only had a maid come in or a cleaning service come in every, you know, a couple times a week. Wow, that's, that sounds like not a good situation. I think what I would have done if I was this guy... And this is why I think he he deserved to get fired. Not not for serving shots to retarded people, right? I think that's kind of funny, and I bet you it'd have been amusing, and it probably made the night for everybody else at the bar. It's hilarious, but not. But I think he should have got fired for for not covering up his tracks. 
Like that's what just happened, being, dude. Being an idiot. You, I mean, you, you, you gave these retarded people multiple shots. They, the, the girl got sick. You know, there's, there's puke all over your bar, and you leave the mess there. You get caught. Yeah. You know, if you would have just like went in there taking a mop, mopped up some of the stuff, not even cleaned it up all that much, just mopped it up. Your tracks would have been covered. Now you got your boss coming in there in the morning and being like, "What the fuck happened in this bathroom? This is disgusting." <laughs> and then, then, then it's your fault. What about just rubbing his face in the poo? He could have done that. He could have done that. But, um, yeah, I, I want to know what bar it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about is this. Isn't hard to narrow down because at one point he mentioned that there was carpet in the bar, which I only know of one place, and it's actually down the street from me that has carpet in the bar. Oh, so you're saying this is an Alameda bar? Well, I did, the only bar that I can think of with carpeting I'm is I'm sure the there's another bar in Oakland that has carpets. I'm sure, too. And this guy doesn't... I think I know most of the bartenders at the bar that I'm thinking of, and he doesn't sound like any of them. So I think there's another bar with carpet in Oakland. I just need to find it. I don't fault this guy, though, for serving the uh, retarded people alcohol, because how often do you ever just... You know, you're a bartender. How often do you have, like, an actual legitimate retarded person Coming to your bar with their girlfriend. Plus, it's Valentine's Day. And it's Valentine's You know, yeah. And you've just been serving, like, you know, the crappy, just unbearable couples that are all in love all day long. So you just, you're ready to kill yourself anyways. But think about the service he was doing to the, like, the single dudes. Like, let's say you were at that bar, or I was at that (laughs) bar. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, there's a retarded couple that's here. And it's it's funny. And, oh, my God, that guy's serving them Irish car bombs. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's a if story. You're a single dude. Can I just give you a piece of advice? Yeah. Don't go out to a restaurant on Valentine's Day <laughs> and probably don't go to a bar either and be the single guy at the bar on Valentine's Day. What are you thinking? You're going to meet a single. Oh, there might be a single girl who decided to come to the bar on Valentine's Day. Not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but you could drink. You could drink to the point where you forget how much of a fucking loser you are. You could forget how long home. it's been just since do that you've been at home. Nobody wants to see you doing that at the bar. <laughs> It at home. <laughs> just go home and cry when you masturbate. That's yeah, what's just, I, 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 I recommend Ye- a bottle of Jaeger and you, you porn, you know, <laughs> porn tube, red tube, whatever. That, that's, that's your, that is your Valentine's Day agenda, single guy. Lance Wackerly, my life as a single man. <laughs> oh, no. I, I can take care of myself. I'm giving advice to the single men who can't take care of themselves. This sounds like it misguided. should be a new podcast. Okay. How about just a bit? Because okay, I only do like five <laughs> minutes of this. You can make some theme music. People, you can call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, we always love this. These were two great stories today. So, um, yeah, people definitely call us in and uh, ask us my two cents. Is that gay? The other ones that we do. <laughs> Thought experiments. <laughs> what's going on with the, uh, maybe you're about to get to it, but what's going on with the pinup competition? I'm going to get to that in one second. Actually, okay. I have a serious note to talk about here. A good friend of the show and a character in the past, Holly Stevens, um, is uh, having, a, she actually is afflicted with cancer, breast, bone, and liver cancer. And so there's a fundraiser going on right now. So I'm going to talk about this. I got an email from, I don't know who sent this out, but I'm going to put a link up to it on our main page. But it's the Holly Stevens Medical Fund. Apparently, it's from, apparently all money received from this will go towards the care in the immediate and long term for her. 
But Holly Stevens battling, is battling breast, bone, and liver cancer right now. I guess in August she had a mastectomy. And just this past December, she was told that her cancer spread to her bone. Two weeks ago, uh, doctors told her that cancer has been found in her liver, as well as several other new tumors. So she's going to be having another round of chemotherapy and radiation for six weeks, beginning February 27th. So now they're trying to uh, fundraise for her, and they set up like a PayPal account where people can donate. Um, I think we're going to donate some money here from Sick and Wrong because Holly was a good person, and she's a good person, and uh, you know she needs our help right now. And people out there, I mean... She, she was a Sick and Wrong pinup. There are pictures of her wearing the T-shirt, an older T-shirt, and little else. I mean, the photographs the suck. Pirate, the I think, pirates. I think that you took them. I so did take those. Very but, shitty photographs. But she but. looked hot, though, in those photos. Yeah, that the was posing great. was incredible. And she was on with some, some <clears throat> epic shows here at Sick and Wrong. She's a, she's a good friend of the show, and she's somebody that needs our help right now. So people, we never ask for donations, but this is a good cause. If you want to donate to uh, Holly's Medical Fund, just go. I'm going to put up a little link to it on the website, sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can click on it and just donate. Whatever you want. If you don't want to donate, you don't have to. Dick. But anyway, I think it's a good I think it's for a good cause and we're gonna donate some money too. And uh we wish Holly Stevens the best and a quick recovery here. Uh Wackerly, um I don't know when the last time you went on the sick and wrong forum. Has it been a while? Today. You went this morning? Yeah, I go all the time. Yeah, I usually check in a couple times a day. Uh there's been there's been some funny forum threads. One of my favorite threads, and I think this is kind of characteristic of the pathos of the forum, is there's a thread called The Most Hated Forum Member. Have you seen that thread? Yes, I've seen it. And, and it cracked me up that, they, that most of the people, most of these, the, the forum members here, coalesce behind one person that they absolutely loathe. And I'm not going to mention any names, but what it made me think is I was like, God, I think our forum's composed of just misanthropic trolls. Like, everybody just hates each other. And then they'll complain. Mostly. They'll complain that there's not as many women on the forum. Although, this week, I noticed that a lot of women have been coming back, and there's been some other female characters. Who but knows ser- why? It's a mystery. Yeah, but seriously, I think uh, part of it is maybe people should lighten up a little bit. And like, You can still be... Do you think? You can still be as cruel and as harsh as you usually are, but maybe for chicks, go a little easy on them at first. If you want to, they want equal rights. They're gonna get equal abuse. <laughs> well, it makes me wonder. What do you think would happen if twenty random forum members were somehow stuck in an elevator that could only hold fifteen people for six hours? Would it be a fight to the death, or do you think it would just be this really awkward situation? <laughs> no, I, I suspect that they're all very passive aggressive, or they're aggressive online and passive in real life. That would be my. So I think it would be very. You know, no eye contact would be made. <laughs> but it depends is with, like cramped, you know, honestly, like it depends which specific forum, forum members you're talking about, right? Yeah, but cramped in this elevator. You know, you're, you're five people too many. You don't think there would be any... That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think in this situation, you probably wouldn't be as harsh and as cruel and as hate-filled as you normally would. I might try and touch anonymously. <laughs> Actually, that's probably what would happen. I'd be scared to be the one girl that's stuck in that right. elevator. And I would just say, I'm sorry, we're, it's just very crowded in here. I'm, I can't put my hand anywhere else. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like right up under her ass crack. Like, really? You can't put your hand in your pocket or something? I want to no, amend, I, I amend I, this my, my Kleenex is in there. I, 
It has to be here. I want to amend this scenario just somewhat. Let's say it was 19 random four members, and right in the middle, Lance Wackerly, stuck in this elevator for eight hours. I would flip out. <laughs> I would have a full-on panic attack meltdown. I'd love to see that happen. Anyway, people, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's like 2,000 people on there right now. Not everybody is hate-filled, and there are some, there are some really funny threads. But go check it out, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Click on Forum. People, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Um, we, I would love to have a few more ratings and some comments on there. We do, we do get consistently um, some five-star ratings, some decent comments, but it does boost exposure for the show. Uh, also, you know, people out there that have Twitter accounts and lots of Twitter fans tweet about the show. It seems like that's a good way to attract a lot of fans here. And, uh, you know, both Wackerly and I have a Twitter account. So uh, feel free to tweet about Sick and Wrong and uh, help us boost our popularity. We appreciate it. You know what's going to boost our popularity, Wackerly, is the Sick and Wrong Pin-Up Girl Contest. Yes. Um, it's, it's totally just moving. Like, it's moving in full force right now. And, in fact, I'm actually putting an end date to the contest. We have so and many girls. All the photos going to be posted in one spot where I can jack off. I mean, look at them <laughs> and judge them at my yeah at one time. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do is probably post them on the forum and have like a you can put a, like a little voting vote yeah voting thing on it, and so people can vote as to which one. We can also probably do it on the website as well, where people can vote for their favorite pinup chick. So I might, I might do. I both. like websites. I might do both. Um, but that tattoo girl sent me an incredibly sexy pic, and she said it was a teaser, and there are more to follow soon. So we're going to get the rest of her pictures, super sexy, wearing the uh, Quattro T. Um, also received pics from uh, Ariel, who's another listener, American listener. And then Lucy from Limeyland is planning to get in the contest as well. So ladies out there, if you want to send us a Sick and Wrong Quattro T, first of all, you have to pose in the Sick and Wrong Quattro T. And uh, email me. I can hook you up with one. But you got to send us sexy pics wearing that Sigaron Quattro T. And all pics have to be submitted by March 15th. So you got a couple weeks here. March 15th is the expiration, the, the deadline. And then after Damn. that, we'll vote and we'll crown the official Sigaron pinup girl. Uh, there will be prizes for the winner and the first runner-up. Uh, this is yet to be confirmed. The rumor has it that uh, Wackerly here may take some shirtcock shots wearing a cutoff version of the Quattro T for the winner. So you'll get a framed picture of Wackerly shirt-cocking in the Quado T. That's the prize? If rumor has it that that's the prize. I don't know. Have you heard that rumor? <laughs> who, who has the rumor? <laughs> it's just been going around. So, um, I, rumor I, I, has it. Yeah. So, so then ladies, think about that. You can have a framed picture of that in your house. Now, do I need to trim my pubes for that? Don't trim. Or should naturally. I just go it's all natural? Sort of. I'm just like a wild animal. It, just all natural. That's is what you should go is. for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but people, yeah, you can send those pics over to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com or submit them through the forum. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from a guy who calls himself Gleb. It's a great name. It's a funny song. He says, Hey, Dean Lance, I heard these guys on the Chris Gethard show. I don't know that. No, neither do I. And I think this one would make a great song of the week on Sick and Wrong. I can't remember if you've ever played any song by this group, but the group's called the Buckwheat Groats. And the song's title is Take Yourself Out the Game. Uh, the video's hilarious, and I'm going to post this to Facebook for sure. I can't tell. At first I was watching this thinking, is this like, um, what's his name, Andy Samberg does that Lonely Island 
you know, right. song parody group. And is that's kind of what I thought this song or is it a, an earnest song? At first I thought this was a parody because it's just, it's too retarded to seem legitimate. But then right. after watching it, I think these guys are serious. Okay. I think they're a serious group called the Buckwheat Groats. He writes, uh, thank you guys for the fine show. I've been listening to it since episode 40 and I love every single show you've done. Keep up the every good work. single show. That's what he says. <laughs> Even your solo show. shows. Liar. <laughs> Gleb, 32 years old, IT engineer from Helsinki, Finland. <laughs> I love that guy's name. I want to name my firstborn Gleb. Is that a common name in Finland? Gleb? Should be. I don't know. So we're going to end the show here with that. Uh, take yourself out the game. And I'll have to post that video on the Facebook. On the Facebook. Well, people enjoy your uh, Oscar parties this weekend. And I don't think it's going to happen that the Oscars are just going to end up not occurring and that everyone's going to boycott it, although it would be great. You know, it'll be interesting to see what Sasha Baron Cohen does. Oh, God. Don't, don't get me started. I know. I know you hate him. But sometimes I don't that guy, hate him. I just, sometimes I don't, that guy can I be a troll. Overblown. You never know. Sometimes he can really troll. He can troll something. So I don't know. But that he's not be- funny. His whole everything he does is based on sort of manufactured shock and embarrassment. And then half the time, like his Eminem stunt, it was all preordained. Eminem knew it was going to happen, and it's all outrage was completely manufactured. Oh yeah, that is true. Like wow, wow you you know, I mean, if if all of your comedy is just based on you being very rude. I don't know. Mark, do you hate for the sake of hating? No, I don't. I just hate that style of like, you know, Tom Green did a lot of it too. Well, I think it'd probably be more interesting than Billy Crystal, but what do I know? That's that's a very low bar. Well, people, I think what you should do is get wasted at the Oscar party. You got to go with your girlfriend anyway. Get wasted, go to the bathroom, snort five lines of cocaine, take your pants off, and then come out. And then... Celebrate the Oscars. That's what about be fun. shitting all over the place? I'd do that too. Before you come out of the bathroom. Get the retarded kids at the party drunk. Do that too. <laughs> I know. Why not? People will be back next week at episode 319. Till then, take it sleazy. Huh? Yeah. Put your lighters up. This song is dedicated to anybody who's ever been to that dark place. Can't find no way out. You're sitting in your room, you're crying like a little bitch. One more thing you gotta face the world and all this shit Yeah, look at yourself, use a fucking mess Bald head, man, breast, dressed to the press yeah. No talent, bank account, low balance You're stupid and your breath smell like egg salad You used to dream of being famous Now every night you gotta stick reckless suppositories up into your anus Plus you got a bus pass, swagger on a minimum Wife been cheating on you since the turn of the millennium People think you're mildly autistic, simplistic Always leaving home without your wallet, choose a dipshit Hardly Mr. Fix-It, more like Mr. Useless Only got one option left and I suggest you choose it I suggest you buy a gun, I suggest you use it And kill yourself to this buckwheat music It's okay to take yourself out the game You're the only person to blame, pussy, your life sucks your wife fucks, she fucks other guys Your whole life is a mistake in your mother's eyes It's okay to take yourself out the game Put that burner up to your brain and pull the trigger player And kill yourself, just kill yourself Just kill yourself, just kill yourself, just kill yourself. It's okay to take yourself out the game You're the only person to blame, pussy, your life sucks Your 
white fucks She fucks other guys Your whole life is a mistake in your mother's eyes It's okay to take yourself out the game Put that burner up to your brain And pull the trigger play up And kill yourself Just kill yourself And kill yourself I hate to break it to you, homie, but your life's the worst You drive a Hyundai, you should probably upgrade to a hearse It's not your fault, dog. you did the best that you could do God must have spent a little less time on you With your stomach troubles, always got the bubble guts Stinking up the Starbucks bathroom, taking public dumps Mouth breathing, knuckle dragging, mumble up Your son called you gay on his tumbling but this your chance to make a positive difference The world is positively better off without you in it Your dad can finally say that you're a man And that's real Eat a bag of Jack Links jerky for your last meal People do it all the time You could go the same route Another flame of flaming out You only get one shot Do not miss your chance to blow your brains out This life is a game Your game is rained out It's okay to take yourself out the game you're the only person to blame, pussy, your life sucks Your wife fucks, she fucks other guys Your whole life is a mistake in your mother's eyes It's okay to take yourself out the game Put that burner up to your brain And pull the trigger, play away Kill yourself, just kill yourself Just kill yourself, just kill yourself Okay, Mr. Groats, baby, 2011 You know this world ain't meant for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Survival's a finish, only the strong make it. But sometimes, natural selection just needs a little push. It's up to you to make that happen. They say it's a cold world out there. But don't worry, you're gonna be nice and toasty where you're going. You feel me? You're listening, you're living, you're sick or none. You are sick or none. You are sick and run. You're sick and run. S-I-K-H, ampersand run. I mean, that's where you should make the t-shirt. Yo, what's wrong with you guys? All right, get it together. Get it together. Madigan's dead. He'll be back. He's back with me, man. <laughs>